the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two is underway. You know what I will not say this time? The final hour of Always Right is underway. Because when we're done with this hour, we got another one after that. Yeah, our third hour begins today. We are now a three-hour program from 9 until noon. Actually, a little bit before noon because we have to uh, clear some uh, space for Bill O'Reilly's commentary at the end of the, the, the uh, 11 o'clock hour. But we still have now officially two hours to go. So I welcome you to be a part of it. And guess what? Tons of opportunities for you to call 216-901-0945, because we're guest-free the rest of the way. How does that sound? Guest-free the rest of the way. So uh, plenty of times for you to be heard live, and then, of course, by way of alwaysright.us, alwaysright.us. We're getting a lot of great messages from a lot of people. Uh, on the web page, just go to that uh, site and click the sound off button there. Put your name and your email in, and then uh, just record the message and push send, and it will come to me, and we'll share it with everybody else. That's kind of how it works. Hey, Bob, this is Carolyn Patton. I live in Lake County, Ohio. You can call me Slovak Mother. I'm Slovak Mother of Lake County. Uh, I believe that the new that the Common Core Math in place has been there for a long time, and they made it purposely difficult so that the youngster will have to depend on the uh, government. Okay, that's what I wanted to say today. God bless you. Well, listen, Slovak mother, God bless you, too. And uh, I had a Slovak mother, <laughs> uh, and we called her Slo. Actually, I called her mom, but she was Slovak mom, too. So uh, you're right, by the way. That is a big, big part of the process. It is a big part of... Um, you know, the deconstruction of the nuclear family, turning kids away from their parents so they don't rely on their parents for things like answers and assistance with work. And if they turn away from the parents when it comes to that, then they will stop counting on their parents for other things. And where do they go? They go to the leftist indoctrinators who are in the front of the classrooms. We've talked about that for some time now in a variety of different ways. And yes, um, you know, things like Common Core and other things that are going on in schools that parents can't handle or parents don't know about or know how to do uh, is a big part of that mission. I think you are spot on. Thank you so much for that message. Let me get one more in before we move on here. I think you know this voice. And D.C. police can get away Sorry with about the that. killing Hold of on. Let's knock that over again. I'm going to have to refresh that. We had a little bit of a glitch at the front, but uh, here we go. 
How is it that the Capitol Police and D.C. Police can get away with the killing of two unarmed Caucasian females, Ashley Babbitt and Joanna Boylan, one by being shot at point-blank range without any warning, and the other one beaten to death with a steel baton and stick-wielding female officer? This is justice? This is an example of our DOJ? No, it's the example of lawless cowards who need to be indicted and punished to the fullest extent of the law. That was Norm in Strongsville, who often calls as Navy Man Norm. He left that message on Always Right. Listen, to that point, you know what's most frustrating about it, obviously, other than the deaths of uh, of two people uh, who did not deserve the death penalty because neither one of them were armed and neither one of them were assaulting, neither one of them were attacking, neither one of them were doing anything violent or resisting whatsoever. They just happened to be wearing Trump gear, and they were inside where they shouldn't be. Uh, that normally doesn't lead to a death sentence, but it did in those two cases. The worst part about it is the left in this country, the, the, I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe the left. I don't want to just say the media, but the, 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 the prominent leftist public figures that normally are, whether they be media or otherwise, that normally are incensed when police officers engage in, uh, um, you know, inappropriate conduct and use lethal force when they shouldn't or unnecessary uh, force, brutality, and so on and so forth. The ones who are constantly screaming, cancel the cops, the ones who are screaming, defund the police, the ones that are screaming, abolish the police, put in safety social service forces instead, all of these people on the left, whenever a police officer is accused of doing anything involving a minority, they have not said word one, not one, about the cop that shot unarmed Ashley Babbitt in the throat. Unarmed. Doing nothing. Not punching, not running, not assaulting, not swinging a stick, but just getting going into a building. And then the other one was even more brutal because it was far worse than a, than a gunshot. It was a... It was a beating. It was it was a beating with sticks and clubs and fists and feet. A, a defenseless woman on the ground who was beaten to her death. Nobody said a word. People on the right, which is why I believe in you know in the name of the show is always right. People on the right are generally consistent in this regard. We will call out bad police behavior when bad police behavior is proven. It presents itself and it's pro- and it is proven. But the left will not, will not um, engage in that consistency. Cops are bad. Cops are bad. Oh, my gosh. The racist cops, racist cops. Look what they did. Why did they shoot Michael Brown? Why did that cop shoot uh, 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 Michael Brown in Ferguson? Why did that cop shoot Tamir Rice in Cleveland? Why did you know, the police take Freddie, Freddie Gray uh, into, into custody in Baltimore? They'll do all of those things. But then when cops shoot Trump supporters or beat Trump, Trump supporters to death, not a word. Not a word of condemnation. It's that hypocrisy that makes them always wrong. It's what makes us always right. I I hosted and emceed the um, Cleveland Right to Life conference this weekend, bringing America back to life for both days. About 15-hour days, both Friday and Saturday. Uh, Long days. Worth it, though, because of the extraordinary importance of the mission, which is to save lives, and particularly the lives of the unborn. And... um, so I was I was at the event uh, for for pretty much the entire weekend, 
And um, I, I talked to a lot of people, and I, and I had to reintroduce myself to new crowds, uh, you know, every, every couple of hours as new people came in for new speakers. And I, you know, said, Bob France, I'm a radio host, and my show is Always Right. And I had to explain what Always Right meant to each of the crowds, or at least I felt like I did. Because I wanted them to know that it's not narcissism and it's not egotism and it's not, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, an overly inflated version of or vision of self to say always right, as in always correct. And I pointed out that always, always right means never left because the left is always wrong, quite literally. But always right means means never left, but not wrong. And I explained it to them. I didn't say never left and never wrong. Because there has been only one person on this earth who has ever been never wrong. And that was the person that hangs on the cross that so many people wear around their necks and so many people pray to. It's Jesus Christ. So I will never be so presumptuous as to say never wrong. Um, I think I started with that slogan, never left and never wrong. I, I most certainly rethought that. And, and so what the slogan is, and you see it on the webpage, always right means never left and not wrong. But I won't use the word never. I'll use the word not because we do the homework, we do the push-ups, we do the uh, the research to make sure that the information we present on this program is correct. But there's one other thing. And I said this to the audience, and I'll say it to you. Being right doesn't mean just meaning being conservative, nor does it mean just being correct. Being right means being honest, being uh, forthright. It means being a person of integrity. It means being a person who is is just. If you believe in those things upon which this country was founded and upon which people of faith kind of base their lives, then you, too, are always right. Always right. And that's why we named this program what we did. And uh, I hope people understand that. And I, that's why the website, too, alwaysright.us. It's not cockiness. Uh, it is referencing never left, never liberal. Never leftist, never socialist, never never Marxist, never communist. Always conservative, always right. But yes, always right in another way as well. And that is just being uh, the right kind of person. Okay, uh, let's go to Greater Cleveland and Jan. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Jan, go ahead. All right, Jan, Jan, is, Jan is not there. Jan's, Jan's phone may have died. I don't know. Okay, let's move on then. Uh, Cleveland is our next stop, and this is Chuck, I believe. Chuck, are you there? Yes, I am, Bob. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I've got you, Chuck. Uh, your phone is working. Go ahead, oh, sir. Okay. Um, as a United States veteran, I have never been more embarrassed of my country in my life. This, this Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. she is interviewed by this woman. you got two million women and children running for their lives with the clothes on their back. And she's interviewing Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris just busted into laughter and says, oh, a friend in need is a friend indeed. I don't care if it was a white woman or a white man. They would be impeached immediately. Thank you well, for taking my call. Bob. Thank you, thank you, Chuck, uh, for your passion. Um, I, I don't know about impeached immediately, but n- when they were publicly ridiculed for their inappropriate behavior in, about such an important uh, issue as the the Ukrainian refugees running for their lives, fleeing for their lives, hiding for their lives, um, 
when they were rightly ridiculed, nobody would be complaining and saying, you can't ridicule them, and you're only targeting them for ridicule because of how they look. I don't care how Kamala Harris looks. I don't. I don't care if her skin is peach or pale white or pitch black or some shade of brown. I don't give a rat's butt. You go on the world stage and somebody asks you about the Ukrainian refugees and about how the the protections that have been provided for them thus far are only temporary and it's been acknowledged by multiple countries and they're going to need somewhere to go and are you going to open up the United States to allow these fleeing children and innocent civilians to come to the United States and your response is to giggle your response is what what Chuck just said what what she did it's impossible to believe okay <laughs> A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I can first. Okay, so this time. Szanowna pani redaktor. Chuck didn't exaggerate. It is shameful. And what's more shameful is those who are defending her and saying if you criticize her, you're criticizing her because you are a racist. That's even more shameful. How anybody can listen to this? You know who you know who I believe is Kamala Harris's best friend right now, at least in government. Kamala Harris's best friend has got to be Alexandria Damasio Cortez, because she has exceeded even the levels of stupidity and embarrassment that that ADC has brought on herself. Um, nobody is talking about the bubblehead bartender anymore. They're talking about the complete, incompetent, inappropriate, unprepared, lost Kamala Harris. And with good reason. Nancy Pelosi's doing her best, by the way, to, to kind of keep the title, too. And then, of course, there's Joe. You know, Nancy Pelosi, by the way, literally just uh, said that uh, Ukraine was a part of NATO at, her, at one of her speeches over the weekend or press conferences. Ukraine is not in NATO. That's the reason we're not already over there fighting, because if, we, if, if uh, Ukraine was in NATO, we would be compelled. We wouldn't have a choice, according to the NATO alliance. But between, between Nancy Pelosi and, and Joe Biden and his just gaff machine that he is look john's last minute economic plan does nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class and it happens to be as barack says a three-letter word jobs j-o-b-s jobs chuck graham state senator's here chuck stand up chuck let him see you oh god love you what am i talking about i tell you what you're making everybody else stand up though pal Thank you. As the same folks have made, the Somalis have made my city of Wilmington, Delaware, on a smaller scale. It's a large, very identifiable Somali community. I might add, if you ever come to the train station with me, you'll notice that uh, I have great relationships with them because there's an awful lot of driving cabs uh, and uh, and our friends of mine, for real. But the Taoiseach knows a lot about it. His mom. We all Look, these things to be self-evident. All men and women created by... Go, you know the you know the thing. 
I mean, we could just go on and on. I could play that for our third hour. I could just say, let's do Biden and Harris and Pelosi gaffes for a third hour, and we could say, we're done. We're done for the day. I could log off after two and say, ah, there you go. We're going to just leave you with this for the next hour, and it would fill the hour without question. But remember, we're racist and misogynist if we point these things out. Thank God Joe Biden is a white male. Thank goodness, because then he is allowed to be targeted. All right, 1022, right back. Helping you understand the commander-in-chief. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Always right with Bob France. And now I'm off to Texas. On AM 1420, The Answer. Yeah, that's one of them. That's one of them. That's one that we could play for the hour. John, I'm uh, I'm pondering something here. Johnny Howe's one of my producers, and our technical producer runs our board. I'm pondering something. I I've been arguing and clamoring. I shouldn't say arguing, but I've been really pushing to get this third hour that we have now today, starting at eleven o'clock. We're on from nine to noon. I've been doing this for some time, but. I think I'm going to take an hour off at some point in the near future. I'm going to take that third hour and make it 100% Biden, Harris, Pelosi, or liberal Democrat gaffes. I mean, the kind of things that if you're not concerned about the safety and security of your country, you find to be comedy gold. If you are concerned about the safety, security, and security of your country, because these are your leaders that you're embarrassed by. Uh, It's not so much comedy as much as it is shame, but I I want everybody to hear it, and I want everybody to experience it. And it's 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 really bad. I I, I, I mean, just uh, just a couple. We can build a new administration that reflects the full diversity of our nation and the full diversity of Latino communities. Now, when I mean full diversity, unlike African-American community and many other communities, you're from everywhere from Europe, from the tip of South America, all the way to our border in in Mexico and in in the Caribbean. And different backgrounds, different different ethnicities, but all Latinos. Unlike those black folks, uh, Latinos have a diversity. Those black folks are all alike. His his racial gaffes alone could fill up at least a half an hour of that hour. His racist statements, his generalizations, his stereotyping. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's. Well, I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It's a large, very identifiable Somali community. And if you ever come to the train station with me, you'll notice that. Uh, I have great relationships with them because there's an awful lot of driving cabs. You got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice looking guy. My state has the eighth largest black population in America. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? 
Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Well, I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It's uh it, it is it is a very dangerous thing when you think about it that this is our leadership. First of all, that is the guy making the decisions. And if the uh, cognitive decline that he is clearly suffering from manifests itself in some sort of other health problems, it's just terrifying to know that the person that's a heartbeat away from the presidency is is I tell it if you have a problem, no, I tell it if no, you have... no, 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 sorry. That's that's my bad. That's the wrong one. But the heartbeat away, of course, uh, would be this one. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that that clarification, you babbling, bumbling, rumbling, stumbling bag of idiocy. <sighs> she is a full-on stampede of stupid, and that is the reality of it. But I need to give you the other side. I need to give you the Bidens in order to make sure that you, everybody knows we're not just picking on Kamala because she's black and female. Joe Biden is neither, and he is just as much of an idiot as she is. But that is our leadership. All right, we're going to get a quick time out here. We've got our news. We're going to come back and open up the phone lines again. Don't forget, 216-901-0945. And don't forget the other opportunity online at alwayswrite.us. Take a look at all of the news stories that we have for you on Always Right New, New, uh, U.S. It's got breaking news, top-of-the-hour news, uh, the latest news, and then, of course, all of the audio that you can imagine that you want to hear from Always Right. So check out alwaysright.us. Leave us a message on the sound off button, and we'll be back. Celebrate you, baby. I have to praise you like I should. And that's, that's the problem, and I would argue, and we've talked about this before, that's why we're in the situation we're in and, and why, unfortunately, this terrible thing has happened to the Ukrainian people. Um, yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, you know, what was it, a week or so ago, she talked about, well, Russia's a big country, Ukraine's a smaller country, they're in Europe, and, you know, that, and it's like, <laughs> you know, stop stop treating us like second graders. We, we, can, we, can, we can see that, for goodness sake. So um, I just feel like there's been so many things that the Biden administration has done wrong. Um, this is dangerous and, and, and scary, but it shouldn't surprise us because what have they done right in what now? Fourteen months of uh, of being in, in control of the government. Welcome back to Always Right with Bob Fratz on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I'm looking for the answer to that question, and I've hunted and I've searched, and I cannot find what they have done right. Look, you know things are going bad if you're a leftist. You know, if you are a Brandon supporter, things are going bad when you start to lose some of your celebrity left. All right? Trevor Noah is the uh, host uh, uh, who thinks he's funnier than he is on The Daily Show. They were, they picked him to replace John Stewart a number of years ago. John Stewart was legitimately funny. And he was center left, but he was, you know, he was reasonable for the most part. Trevor Noah's far left. Far left. I mean, just, you know, he's Hollywood through and through. Trevor Noah is turning somewhat on Biden. And what turned him, at least in this commentary, is his recognition that um, some of the foreign countries, particularly Saudi Arabia and the UAE, United Arab Emirates, won't even take Joe Biden's calls. Did you see those stories? Won't even take Joe Biden's calls. 
And that's enough for at least for even this particular far-left celebrity to acknowledge and say that, you know, our standing in the world has been hurt badly by Joe Biden because of the way he is running things. And the one thing that Trump had going for him is people took him seriously, particularly on the international stage. Listen, listen to this. There is no denying that Saudi Arabia isn't playing ball with Joe Biden. And you know what? You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignored Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. Maybe he'd send an angry tweet, or maybe he'd just, like, ban your country from everything. You don't know. That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as President Wildcard. You know, just keep everyone on their toes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'll be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here. We're here. Hello? Too late, Ahmed. You made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE and the UFC, just in case. I mean, he's being a comedian, and that was funny, particularly at the end. He's making fun of Trump, but he's also pointing out that it is Trump's unpredictability that kept things, you know, peaceful for four years. That's why we didn't get any new wars or skirmishes. Nobody wanted to mess with him. With Donald Trump projecting strength through unpredictability. And I think that's what Noah, Noah, uh, Trevor Noah just said. We were able to, you know, to stop international calamities from ever getting started. As soon as he was gone, here comes, you know, Joe Biden being shuffled in. I make this, just, this uh, analogy all the time like a, like an old man in his nice warm robe and his slippers being ushered and held by the arm and shuffled down to the activity room at the home where he can sit next to the staring window at all of the leaves falling outside that that once that guy came in all of the unpredictability was was replaced by predictability which is he's not going to do squat and sure enough it was true and vladimir putin made the move it's not hard to follow this really I wonder how uh, random tr- talking Trump random talk is. Random talking Trump doll. When you open your heart to patriotism, there is no room for prejudice. This has been random talking Trump doll. There's a picture of random talking Trump doll now on the website too, by the way. <laughs> so you know what I'm what you're hearing each day whenever I uh, bring you random talking Trump doll. Okay, let's go to TJ next. Hey TJ, thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, you know Bob. <clears throat> I can see now why the Democratic Party picked Potato Head Joe as their leader, their fearless leader. He might be the brightest bulb in their pack, and that's pretty scary. Uh, You know, you look at Kamala Harris. They found somebody so dumb as to actually make Joe look like a rocket scientist. And, And, you know, speaking of Kamala Harris, this thing over in Europe, this is not about sex. This is not about race. There's a lot of very intelligent black women. Two I can think of right off the bat, Condoleezza Rice, our own Tanya in Akron, would have represented us very proudly over there. It's almost like the cast of Saturday Night Live has taken over this country. You know, I I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, uh, it is it is embarrassing. It is like a poorly written comedy sketch, uh, and and yet it's playing out before our very eyes in real time. And thanks for the call, TJ. When I when I uh, think about the criticism of Kamala being accused of, you know, racism or misogyny or, or, or whatever you want to say or whatever they want to say. I'm just like, do, do you know how many black conservatives are ridiculed on a regular basis by the American left? Cand- Candace Owens is one of the sharpest, um, deepest thinkers and most 
extraordinarily talented orators um, working in America today. She's a black conservative woman, and the left disparages her, destroys her, calls her all kinds of names. Uh, she's not really black. She's a traitor to her race, and all of the things you hear. You know, same thing with Larry Elder, not the female part, but being a black. Same thing with Peter Kirstenau, but not the female part. Being a black conservative, you can rip them up one side and down the other, and it's just hunky-dory. It's just fine. That's what uh, the left likes. But you criticize an uh, an African-American, particularly an African-American female, but just generally a black or a minority, an ethnic minority who's a liberal, it's clearly because of your racism. And that's that's really, really hard to do. That's really, really hard to pull off that kind of hypocrisy and get away with it. But that's exactly what they're doing. Black and conservative, rip them. Black and leftist, you better keep your mouth shut. How dare you talk about one of the oppressed like that? You're the reason why they're oppressed, as a matter of fact. That's the, that's the entire thing that happened with The View. Joy Behar just kind of pointed out, you know, it's the laugh that got him. And it's true, because it's over and over and over. We've all heard, I've played with for you the, the Craig Melvin interviews. If she's got a tough question, she doesn't have an answer for it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you silly. She laughs so long that the hope is that if she laughs long enough, the host will jump in and ask a fresh question. Because that one, you know, she doesn't want to answer. That, that's the way she operates. It's not just the laugh for the embarrassing sake of the laugh. It's what she's trying to cover up that makes it so frustrating. And then Stephanie Grisham says, yeah, I get it. She sounds unprepared. And then here comes Sonny Hostin. It's always got to be about race. It's always got to be about appearance. How she can, and, and what I would say to you is this, pick a Democrat or a Republican woman, particularly a white one, but you know, who do they like to make fun of the most? Marjorie Taylor Greene, maybe? Maybe uh, Lauren Boebert. These are the young white women who are very outspoken, uh, new members of Congress, you know, freshmen, Republicans. If Lauren Boebert or, or, or Marjorie Taylor Greene, or if even somebody like Matt Gates, who's a male, had, had publicly sounded the way Kamala sounded in, in, uh, in uh, Poland and Romania and so forth, they, they, there would be nonstop, twenty-four-seven coverage of the embarrassment of how they sounded. I am here, standing. Picture, picture this as not being Kamala. Picture this as coming from the mouth of Marjorie Taylor Greene, for example, or even from the Matt Gates, standing there representing the United States of America in Eastern Europe as a war is raging on, with the rest of the world watching to see how are the Americans going to lead? What will the Americans do in response? And here's who they have. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies, and what is at stake at this very moment. Picture that word salad coming from anybody on the right, and what does CNN do with it? What does The View do with it? What would Sonny Hostin do with it? So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Picture those words coming out of the mouth of, of Lauren Boebert. 
picture those words coming out of the mouth of any Republican member of Congress. Picture this. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend in need. <laughs> okay, so this time. That would be condemned and criticized rightfully for its ignorance, for its embarrassment, not having anything to do with the looks, the appearance, the pigmentation of the individual embarrassing us. This is what this is back in 2008 before Obama. I, I, I literally, literally said this that Barack Obama is the perfect Democrat candidate for this moment. He's the perfect guy. Because he provides natural defense against all criticisms. That natural defense is like a a suit of armor that that a medieval knight would wear. Arrows are fired at that suit of armor, and that suit of armor deflects them. Ping! Ping! And they just bounce off. You can't harm him because he's wearing a suit of armor, and that suit of armor... Was was brown skin. That's it. You criticize anything having to do with Obamacare. You criticize anything having to do with his with his um, uh, his stimulus packages. You criticize anything having to do with his comments about police. You criticize anything having to do with his bowing to foreign uh, leaders, putting himself in a subservient role. You criticize any of those things. And you're a racist, so your your criticism is dismissed. You just don't want to have a black president. That's why you don't want him to succeed. You don't want to have a black president. So anything you said that might have been on point, ping, ting, it just deflected off of that suit of armor. That's why the Democrats play identity politics. That's what it's all about. That's why they have protected classes. And the intersection of those protected classes, oh my goodness. If you're a female and you're criticized, female liberal, and you're criticized by the right, you are, that person is a misogynist. If you're an African American, that person who criticizes you is a racist. If you're gay, that person who criticizes you is a homophobe. If you say that Pete Buttigieg is an awful transportation secretary, Horrible at his job, wholly unqualified for it, but just needed to be put into it by the, the Biden administration for the purposes of DIE, diversity, inclusion, and equity. You are homophobe. You can't criticize his performance, and it's been awful. But they, they find protected classes. Trans? They got at least two of those on the Biden cabinet or in prominent Biden positions. Why? Because if you criticize their performances, you are a transphobe. You're a hater. You're a bigot. That's why they do it. Ilhan Omar? Yeah, hey, she's a Muslim. You can't criticize her or you are an Islamophobe. Hey, there's Rashida Tlaib. I call her Sharia Tlaib. And why? Because I guess it's because they, they'd say I'm an Islamophobe. She's a, she is a um, Palestinian-American legislator from Michigan. And she hates Israel. She's deeply, deeply anti-Semitic. And if you point that out, you are the bigot, not her. Find a protected class. 
hire them, put them in positions where they cannot be accused of any wrongdoing or accused of uh, or criticized in any way because their status in a protected class will protect them. That's the Democrats' entire philosophy when it comes to finding candidates and appointees. All right, I know that's an extended monologue. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Olga in Cleveland is next. Hi, Olga, go ahead. Hi, Mr. France. Congratulations Hi, on your extra hour. Thank and you. I sort of remember this about AOC. I don't know if she was touring a home or looking at an apartment and she looked at a garbage disposer and some of the lines that came out of her mouth when she spotted it, it's like, is this even safe to use? I'm terrified of it. Oh, it, it's hysterical. That I've seen be it. Added to your, that should be added to your list. And uh, how about Camilla Cacklebox? Oh, as a nickname? Camilla <laughs> Cacklebox. Uh, and... Something that I yeah. something that I saw a long time ago. Uh, I don't know if it was on a plaque or what. Uh, I don't remember its origins or its attribution, but it was better to be silent and thought a fool oh, yeah. than to open one's mouth and remove, remove all. all doubt. Out. Yeah, that's an oldie and a goodie, and uh, I don't remember where it originated either, but it is accurate. It is very, very true. Sometimes it is way better to be silent uh, and just be thought that maybe he doesn't know don't what to say than open your mouth and word salad your way into the proof that you have no clue what you're talking about. Don't you think that Kamala and uh, Buffoon Biden need uh, T-shirts like that? <laughs> well, I would support it, uh, but uh, and thank you, Olga, for the con- for the kind words and also for uh, the, the the funny lines. Because you're right, uh, and you're right. Kamala Harris, I think, is living walking proof of that old that old cliche. Better to remain silent and be thought a fool or be thought stupid than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. But here's the problem: she's been put in positions where she can't remain silent. She's at a podium with a microphone, and the press is asking her questions. She has to answer. She can't keep her mouth closed and be thought the fool. So she has to answer and remove all doubt that she is a fool. She has to word salad her way into something that makes her look even worse than if she'd have remained silent. And you know what? That's where the cackle comes from. That's specifically why it exists. She can't think of what to say, and she's not allowed to remain quiet. So I'm going to fill the silence with something, and it's going to be... (laughs) She's filling the silent air with some noise. So she doesn't stand there looking like a buffoon silently, and she doesn't you know, have the, the word salad quite ready to be served yet. So she fills the air with noise, and that is her laughter. And that's what makes it so embarrassing, because everybody knows. Uh, but this is the moment from her press conference, which uh, with the Polish president, uh, Kamala's, uh, that the right wing cannot get over, the right wing press. Watch this. I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if... You think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. (laughs) 
A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I can first. Oh. The laugh got them. She went on to say that the U.S. is committed to helping refugees, but some on the right say that this was humiliating. Did you have a problem with any of the way she handled this, uh, ladies? Uh, Joy Behar said the laugh got them. It's not just the laugh. It's the reason for the laugh. And the reason for the laugh is that she doesn't have anything to say. She is unprepared. She doesn't know what to do. And that's what at least one of the co-hosts, Stephanie Grisham, said uh, in response to that is, yeah, it is. It looks bad and it sounds bad because she looks unprepared. And that's when Sonny Hostin said, racist! You're all racist! She, of course she's prepared. She's well-seasoned. Maybe she isn't, but her salad is. We'll be right back. It just takes some time. A little girl in a little outdoor ride. Albert the Albertin will be just fine. Albert the Albertin will be all right, all right. Hey, you know they're all the same. You know you're doing better on your own. So don't buy in. Sick of getting the... Saki Dodge. It's an interesting question, but uh, we'll, we'll circle back. Giving it to you straight. I'm happy to circle back with you. I'm always right with Bob France. I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on that. On AM 420, the answer. Unbelievable. Completely unbelievable what we've done to our country with these idiots we have up there. What an embarrassment. God save us. God let us use our democratic rights to get America great again. That's exactly what our job is. Thank you for that message on alwaysright.us. Like I said, nobody else is doing this. Live during the show or anytime outside of the show, log on to alwaysright.us, click the sound off button and record your message for me. I'll play it back on the air as long as it's appropriate and not profane and give you some reaction to it. But uh, keep those coming in to alwaysright.us. Check it out for yourself. It's your new daily source of news and conservative views. Dan is in Middleburg Heights next, AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Dan, go ahead. Good morning. Speaking of always right, I I know that was a play on words, you know, your opening, and I got it right away, but you'd be amazed how many people are around that don't understand what you're trying to say there, you know, as a slight joke, you know. With yeah, right, wrong, yeah. left, oh, yeah. right. I absolutely, I absolutely get that, well, and that's why I'm I, doing it because I want them to try to figure it out and think right. about it. Can I share with you, if I may, here real quick? <laughs> sure. This might confuse Kamala Harris. If you want to hear some more cackling, <laughs> it reminds me of an old Groucho Marx play on words. If I may, time flies like an arrow, fruit flies like a banana. I know you're an English teacher, so you'll I figure it. it out. But I do. Yep. 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 I get it. Thank uh, you very much. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Listen, uh, you know, what Kamala Harris understands, I think you could probably fit in a thimble. Um, what Kamala Harris doesn't understand, honestly, you, you could fill the Grand Canyon with. And I'm just being, you know, being metaphorical here to give you some ideas. And, and I never would have guessed that before she ran for president, and certainly before she became appointed because of her skin color and her, her sex, uh, the vice president. I just knew her as a leftist, in fact, socialist, because she was all the the Senate sponsor of the Green New Deal. I knew she was a far-left socialist senator from California. 
And you hear in a few different, you know, um, exchanges during a uh, committee, uh, testimony being given before a Senate committee that she's on, and maybe you think, okay, she knows what she's doing. You look at her role and what she does was as Attorney General in California, and you heard some of her statements there, and you think, yeah, she is what she is. There's nothing specially unique about her. Once she ran for president and people actually got a chance to hear her long form in interviews and on the stage in debates, when she ran for president, it was so embarrassing. She was done by my birthday. Her campaign was suspended in early December. Early December. She had no chance of even getting to the primaries the next spring. She ended her campaign almost as soon as she started it because she was polling at 1%. Nobody could stand to listen to her. And now you know why. Biden picks her as the vice president because of her sex and her, her uh, skin color. And now you're finding, why, finding out more and more about her. I never knew she was this stupid. Never would have guessed it. I knew Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is stupid. I knew Joe Biden was stupid. I knew and know uh, a whole host of Democrats. Anti-Maxine is just just card-carrying stupid. Um, There there are a ton of them we could sit here and just point to. Swalwell, Eric Swalwell, just a blithering idiot. But I never knew Kamala Harris was this bad until she really got an opportunity to go onto the world stage and prove it. All right, um, I would like to say, well, I was used to saying, thanks, everybody, see you tomorrow. I'm not going to say that now. Instead, what I'm going to say to you is stick around for the news break, because after the news, it's our number three of hey, Always Right. I am 1420 Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.